Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take puffy shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week it's the ultimate podcast crossover as we're joined by the gang from the Never Not Funny podcast. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, joining us, uh, two good friends of the program uh, from the podcast Never Not Funny comedian Jimmy Pardo and uh, Cave Air Matt Belknap. <laughs> Hello. Welcome, guys. Good morning to you. It's a, this is an exciting day. This is, what, this is like when um, Muhammad Ali fought Superman. <laughs> and who yes. are we? Who are we in that? You guys are Superman. We're Superman? Yeah. Why? Wow. Because you, you're so powerful. But you've got the podcast empire. You've got uh, all the many programs. You uh, were in Time Magazine. Did Superman have an empire? Uh, he had a fortress of solitude. Oh, that's ah, true. Which is his own little empire. He had a lot of ice. Which is sort of like this uh, foyer-type room that we record the podcast in. Can we say uh, this is like Alien versus Predator? Yeah, okay. I've also got Parkinson's, so I thought that we should be Ali. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotcha. And are, I threw a medal in the river once. You're a well-known conscientious objector. Yes, I am. That's so right. I, uh, So I'd like to be Ali in that scenario. And then in the Predator Alien, uh, Matt? I'll let you make that choice. Okay. Um, that's a tough call, but I'm going to go Predator Damn because it. they can be invisible. I like the idea. I'm not entirely sure what the Predator is. I know what the Alien is, but every time I see Alien versus Predator, a comic book, this is a is real a question. question. <laughs> oh, this yeah. is a real question. Yes. Jordan, you uh, know, uh, you're sure, a nerd. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it started out as a uh, comic book and then was a few video games, and uh, now it's... Uh, it, it's had two very disappointing movies made of it. Is the sequel bad? The sequel actually looked oh, pretty it's a, exciting. Does, you know what? It, I, I, that's what I thought. Uh, I was very much looking forward to the first one. Uh, I saw it, was disappointed. Uh, and then, yes, the, the trailers for that sequel look, look very good, but it is so boring. Really? It is the most boring movie I've seen. And a movie with the premise that ridiculous doesn't have a right to be that boring. Did you see Lions for Lambs? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> that trumps your most boring movie ever. Wow. Horrible. What I, my favorite part about Lions for Lambs, which I did not see, okay. was that part. I, uh, in watching the preview, it really looked like uh, it really looked like Tom Cruise was wearing a Robert Redford costume. It kind of does. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> that, I was like, it was like Robert Redford. Was, he did. Like he got Like he got his. Like they issued him his wardrobe, and Redford came over and he said. No, Tom. I'll show you what to wear. <laughs> <laughs> you may very well be right about that. I, uh, occasionally that will happen on the set. Yeah. Uh, where directors uh, will tell you to wear clothing that they would wear. Yeah, exactly. You've been on a lot of feature films. So I it's... have done many a feature film. I, uh, of course, was cut out of the hit movie Dreamgirls. Yeah. Uh, that's most recent. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm receiving money for the DVD sales, and uh, I, gotta, I don't even know why I said that out loud. Because uh, I'm not on the DVD, <laughs> I, uh, I'm not. I'm, my name is nowhere near the DVD. I don't know why I'm receiving money. I've been on the set of uh, CSI New York, which uh, they film outside my house sometimes. And and do you show up on the television when? Uh, no, and I don't get any money from the DVD sales. Maybe I should look into that. You should look into that because it's very similar to my Dream Girl situation. Well, that's part of what the writers are striking about. Like not only <laughs> DVD residuals for themselves, but also. 
DVD residuals for guys who live near where things are shooting. I'm really excited. Like, I'm disproportionately excited about the fact that in the previews for the movie First Sunday, starring Ice Cube, Tracy Morgan, and uh, pimp comedian Cat Williams, uh, you can see my block. Ah. Like, they show it, and every time I saw it in San Francisco, I got really excited and said, that's my block. Oh, your original block, not this block. This very block. Well, this block. He was he up in San Francisco. He watched previews. Very confusing. He watches his previews in San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. Are <laughs> you doing your preview watching? watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, no, it's nice. There's a dollar store there. Not since Sister Act, my friends. Yes? <laughs> Sister Act. Yeah, that was the big movie. They took my neighborhood that I grew up in, in Sister Act, and they put a lot of fake graffiti on the walls. And uh, film Sister Act there. What would they use for fake graffiti? Is there a, is there a washaway paint? I wonder. You would think there must be a washaway paint because the graffiti is not still there. Well, it just mm. it's not the it's not the paint. It's the content of the graffiti that makes it fake. Things like I love rap. <laughs> okay. And I'm a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I do crimes. <laughs> Somebody's just writing jets. <laughs> <laughs> Minority oh. youth. Yeah, exactly. You know, Any- once you're a jet, you realize. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, sure. Get all the way. That's right. From your first cigarette, Matt, <laughs> to your last dying. That a boy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a store around the corner here that is. Hey, why don't we? Why don't we do that, Jesse? Yeah, why don't we finish that. each other's show tunes? <laughs> yeah, maybe been... you guys should. No, no, that's ours. Yeah, that's ours. Get that's off where, our that's turf. where the battle comes in. Good call, man. I think the problem is that I think it would be difficult to find a single song to which we both knew the lyrics. <laughs> that's true. I think that in the terms of the Venn diagram of lyrics, Jesse knows songs. Jesse knows the lyrics too. Songs Jordan knows the lyrics Very too. Very little overlap. T- only the tiniest. Let's get just like Camp. Town ladies, yeah. You know, <laughs> happy only, birthday song. Only Foster selections. <laughs> yeah, it's Camp Town ladies and after the ball. <laughs> I'd like, I'd like to go. I'd like to find one other because I think there's, I think there's more than you guys even know, perhaps because there's some songs that everybody knows. Oh, my oh, way, like the national anthem. The national sure. anthem. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Jordan knows my way. No, I don't think way. Jordan knows my way. Uh, regrets, I've had a few. He knows it. Ignore something, something. No, 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 yeah. no, no, Jesse. <laughs> I was about Regrets. to go. So we both do know I've it. We got a few. Something, something. You don't know it. Uh-huh. No. But then Just again, because I'm wearing a necktie and a, and a cardigan <laughs> doesn't mean I know the lyrics just to my you're way. Just dressed like Andy Williams <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean. Let me ask you a question, Jesse, and I'm very serious about yeah, this. Yeah, okay, Jimmy, this is serious. important. Uh Let's pretend that uh, Matt Belknap and myself and Jordan are not coming over today. Yeah. Would you be walking around in this outfit? Yeah. This is still something you would have put on today to maybe go uh, this get is a car actually, wash? Yeah, no, absolutely. This is something I, I was hoping to talk about on this show, which is the triumphant return of Fancy Jesse. Um, I, I had given, I was, when I moved to Los Angeles, it's hard, it's hard to not be self-conscious if you wear anything other than uh, like a $30 t-shirt with like fake tattoos on it right. on the streets of Los Angeles. Anything non-douchebaggy or it, if it's not douchebaggy, it's just ultimate casual makes is weird in Los Angeles. That may be in your head, by the way, because I always feel that you could walk around wearing whatever you want to in Los Angeles. You could show up in your pajamas and nobody's going to look at you. Yeah, but I feel like people—I feel like people expect you to show up in your pajamas. I, I think that's say. the issue that we're talking about. I think if I went out in my pizza pants, which is a pair of pants that I have that have pictures of pizza on them, uh, slices of pizza, not whole pies. Huh. Certainly uh, not the box. <laughs> no, not a pizza box. <laughs> that's not graphically exciting. Uh, no. <laughs> Um, you're looking for dynamism in terms of your palate. 
salad. Where does one buy pizza slice panned? <laughs> uh, I was, I believe at one the fat old lady store. I believe I received them uh, as a gift from my mother, which I think is the traditional way to get pizza pants. I'm gonna guess that those were a reject of the J Crew Corporation because they yeah. they like to embroider lobsters onto <laughs> slags. Not, no, like, wait, hold on. And they were like, let's try pizzas one time. <laughs> and they're like, sorry, pizza is not waspy enough. <laughs> yeah, these are not these are not like pants you would wear with like boat shoes and a madras coat. These but, are. But these you know what I'm talking like, about, right? These are pajama pants. Oh, they're pajama. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's different. Yeah. I wish you would have said pajama pant. Although I guess the topic was pajama I, pant. And then yeah. You Wait, is it a flannel? Yeah, that's like a flannel. It's oh, like those a are, you know what? flannel. I apologize. I think these are great pants. Hey, Jesse, okay, thank if, you. Uh, if Fancy Jesse is coming back, can I have your T-shirt that says "Ass Gas or Grass"? Nobody rides for free. <laughs> Boom! You don't need that faux retro shirt anymore. <laughs> I don't really have that shirt. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second <laughs> on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Joining us from the Never Not Funny podcast, uh, Matt Belknap and Jimmy Pardo. Good morning. Hey, we have nicknames too, you guys. You do? Did you make them up on the way here just for the sake of... uh, We we have real nicknames. You're the shooter. shooter. Jimmy's the shooter. I am the shooter. And you know the story about I was just in Omaha. Yeah. And uh, the comedy club had to pull all of their advertising from radio and print because it all said, you know, spend Christmas with the shooter. The shooter's back. <laughs> I was there a week after the ball shooting. So oh, they had wow. all of their advertising. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's right. Uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> did you suggest a new nickname, or did you just go with straight to uh, I went with Mall Rat, okay. which may not have been a better choice. <laughs> you don't, didn't go with, like, the EMT technician or something like no, that? No, I, I do not support uh, uh, people that help. Okay, good. Wait, Matt, I didn't know you have a nickname. Well, the producer. He's the producer, Matt Belknap. That's not a nickname. Sure, his job title. title. You actually produce, though, right? That's true, I guess. Does he? (laughs) (laughs) You don't do any actual production on the show, do you? Yeah. Yeah, that's offensive. What do you do? (laughs) What do you do? You press record? I hook up the equipment? I, uh... What do you do? So far, I hear, so far, I'm hearing the engineer. Well, you know what? That's okay. the funny part. We always we always do allude that you are more of an engineer than a producer mm-hmm. now that you've taken the role of uh, co-host. Honestly, we both produce in a way because we both are well, I produced a funny. <laughs> well, that's true. But we both, we're both involved in booking the guests, which would be a producer's duty. Um, scheduling. You uh, know, I, when I worked for XM Satellite Radio briefly, when I say worked for, I mean interned at, all right. mm-hmm. um, I, I hosted a show and uh, and I produced some shows in quotes, and I have no, really don't have any idea what a radio producer, an actual commercial radio producer does. That's the as thing. far as I can tell, it's their job to answer the phone. Uh, no, that's not fair. I think they come up with some topics. They'll come in and go, hey, you see this thing about Britney? We should talk about it. And yeah. Because the dumb DJ would never know how to do that. Yeah, the, D- the DJs were dumb. Yeah. So you got DJ is so dumb. How dumb is he? <laughs> I don't know. You don't have any idea. <laughs> That's it. Got nothing. You're a bad match game guy. Come to match game and you'll find out. Um, so we just, we just, uh, this is our first, our first podcast of the new year. It's been a long, a long layoff for uh, Jordan and Jesse to go. Sure. But I think we all celebrated a nice holiday. You know, Christmas particularly. Oh, New Year! I guess we also New Year's is Christmas, also a holiday. New we Year's. It's a holiday. I'd call it. I call it the holiday season. Was oh, that right? Yeah. 
That's got a nice That's ring to it. That's something I worked up. Yeah. And you still you kind of still look a little uh, Christmassy. You've got the burgundy tie. I do have a burgundy. Uh, I've got a knit tie on. And of course the Christmas pink shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas pink. And a cardigan. You really do. You do look. It actually looks like you'd be doing the Christmas Carol somewhere, and you're just like a, an extra in some community theater production of that. That's of, not the, an insult. of the Christmas Carol. Yeah. So I look like I should be living in Dickensian England. <laughs> yes, sir. Now that is not no. an insult. <laughs> But get a mirror. <laughs> but speaking of your pink shirt, though, I, I am holding this fine fat goose. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it actually a pink shirt, or did you, did you just have a very cheap burgundy tie and you went out in the rain? <laughs> actually, bled into Jesse your white a shirt. Whole, Jesse puts a whole outfit in the washing machine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, put washes together. ties, belt, socks. No, I said he went out in the rain. Oh, I misunderstood. I oh. didn't listen hear to it. the whole long rambling joke. <laughs> if you would just wait for my. Completely clumsy. Uh, no, Jordan's Jordan's got it. Haven't you ever heard of separating your wash? You just mm. yeah, the whole nine yards from shoes to hat. Sure, absolutely, all in one. <laughs> you go from bottom up. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yeah. it goes half the shoe. Well, I'm not crazy. I Jimmy. understand that. I'm not outrageous. Do you put the shoe in with the uh, with the hat? Yeah, absolutely, I put the shoe, the hat, the necktie, the shirt, mm-hmm. the cardigan, the pantaloons. Wait a minute, you went sunglasses. you went bottom, then you went top, then you went down. Oh, confusing. He's, he's like an elevator. He's got to come back down. <laughs> what goes up must come down. I thought you maybe go shoes, socks, slacks, underwear, shirt. Tie, I do it in a sweater. Hat. I do it in a contemporary style. Okay. Do you ever wear an ascot? You strike me as a guy that may occasionally wear an ascot. I will wear a scarf that is tucked into my coat. But I wouldn't I don't have any actual ascot. Actual ascot. Yeah, an actual ascot is like an actual, you know, you know what it's like. You've worn an ascot. Oh, I love it. I've done uh, some uh, one man shows here in town. (laughs) (laughs) After the program, I put my ascot on and meet the public. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I'm not on the love boat, Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) You're not Van Johnson. (laughs) I do look like Andy Williams, though. You're you're absolutely you're right. I'm wearing one of these sort of like sixties alpaca cardigan type yeah. of deals and you know i blame alpaca for 911 yeah <laughs> <laughs> boo what that's that's the best joke i've done in seven years that is that was that was on my top 10 list of best jokes of 2007 so just watch your step <laughs> that was your your future top 10 list no no that's that no, was you, wait, originally that's a part of class wait do you have to wait is there Another part to that joke, or do you have to wait for someone to be talking about alpaca? <laughs> oh, I gotta hope somebody. Or do you up just alpaca. say I blame alpaca for? No, you 11? can't just do that. Alpaca. No, he's got to say alpaca, and then I've got the Rolodex, and here it comes, and right. I look like a genius. We all thought it was improvised. But this isn't part of your act, your stage comedy act. This, what we're talking? Are about you right doing now? shtick on the show? This <laughs> no, is I'm a saying, no shtick uh, show. No, you know, I, 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 as far as podcast goes, I'm a very strict no shtick guy. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm concerned about this alpaca situation. Don't be thrown by it. I, I think, am thrown. I think what happened was. Uh, at the December match game, an alpaca came up. That's right. And you said that to almost no response. That's right. Except for <laughs> one man laughing, and that one man was me. <laughs> the producer, Cagler. And, um, and then afterwards, I A classic said, match game moment. And I said that was one of the funniest things you've ever said, and ever since then, any chance you get. I can't believe it. been one other time. Before today, there was only one other time an alpaca came up. Now, I have a question, Matt. Let's say you're at the match game, you're in the audience. How mm-hmm. the fuck does I, I guess an alpaca we, uh, we come should, up? We should say that Matt match game is a live show that uh, that Jimmy produces here he hosts, in Los Angeles. He hosts, it's a, it has the format I'd of the classic television program. I prefer to leave that mysterious program. for the listener. <laughs> yeah. Let's not tell them uh, everything. A live stage version of the classic television program, sure. That's the match right. game, featuring various comedy celebrities such as Matthew Perry or the incredibly handsome guy from Mad Men. 
John, uh, John Ham. John Ham, who I heard was as funny as he is handsome. I, I wasn't oh, there that he night. Was. Sweet Jesus. That's outrageous. How dare he? It was outrageous. It's sickening. How it was, dare it was he? outrageous. Tell, tell me he's short. Just give no, me that. No, I'm short. I got nothing. This guy had everything. Oh. You've already got the looks and the acting talent. Why do you have to be funny, too, jerk? Did he also do, like, a magic trick? Oh, yeah, he pulled out a wand. How did they well, he, find that? He put that the audience guy? under a spell. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Mm-hmm. Man, if only that had been about alpaca, it would have been a perfect <laughs> moment. You know I blame them for now. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. It comes up. So, J- way, Jimmy, as long as we're doing your act here on the we're podcast, not doing my act. I hear you've had a bad experience flying oh, recently. Boy, oh, Tell boy. me about hey, that. Hey, what's with the seats not going back more than half of an inch? <laughs> that is not as comfortable as I would think it, it would could be. be. <sighs> also, dating is weird. Oh, agreed. Dating is weird. <laughs> You, 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 you must date. You're the only one of us who is is, is dating. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Jimmy, dater. Wait, time out. Jimmy gave us really convincing takes directly <laughs> to me. Did. He didn't share it with anyone else. It was straight to me. When he said dating is weird, he gave me a ten out of ten. <laughs> he could have been Pagliazzi. It was a. It was, he could have wow. been in a, a Commedia dell'arte performance with the intensity of and commitment that he had to that take. I appreciate that because usually I'm more like Pavarotti. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Look what I did. Uh, I took another guy's name with a P. They sound similar. <laughs> what did you guys? What did you guys get for Christmas? Oh, you're oh you're avoiding the dating. Yeah, I want to hear. Oh, um, did you did you get a date for Christmas? <laughs> did we yes. tie it together, maybe? And a fig. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I got for Christmas? Figgy pudding. So I did actually get figgy pudding wow. for Christmas. Will you bring no, that's from not my, real. My Anglophile father. That's and his not real. Even more Anglophile wife. Uh, that is real. That was a gag, though, right? And then you got nope. uh, some uh, some some sweet meats. <laughs> you know, I don't think those travel well. This was shipped from uh, from New York, so uh, did you then get a spotted dick? What did you? What do you? Uh, how do you eat? It's okay. just it's just a pudding, right? It's like a uh, chocolate pudding. I still don't know what it is. It's 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 basically <laughs> it tastes like um, somebody put. Um, put a, a a bunch of old raisins into some sort of a high pressure uh, like just like press them together uh at at high pressure heat temperature and uh, weight sort of uh, like superman <laughs> making a diamond out yes, of a piece of coal exactly and um and then it also tastes like um I, what I, I I guess I don't drink, but I guess what uh, some sort of a, a brandy tastes like, or a, a sherry, or something. And um, I hate it. Yeah, and then you're, you're you have like to microwave a cognac. Yeah, maybe uh, a cognac. Cavassier. Uh, maybe a cavassier. Uh, to use that reference. Mimosa. Wine. <laughs> maybe it's just wine. I, I have yeah. no clue. But uh, do you, have you? You've, so you do you not even know what alcohol tastes like? Uh, I've tastes only... sort of like figgy pudding. I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that all? All booze tastes like figgy pudding. <laughs> A little together. like toad in a hole. Well, then I might have a better That's insight into into drinking then, because when I first took a bite of this, it was the most disgusting thing I ever tasted, and then I could not stop eating it. Like five <laughs> seconds later, Join the club. I just kept yeah. going, and I and I we left it on the dinner table and like went to watch some TV, and and Elise was like, "I'm throwing this away, right?" And I was like, "You know what? Leave it. Let's, I, let's I, hold I, on to that." I went back to it. Yeah. I think it's still in the fridge, which is probably you're, you're not injecting supposed to it do into that. a vein between your toes. Yeah, oh, uh, first step. It's amazing. Yeah. You know what? Once you press those raisins together, they keep forever. And that's just how it works. You know, it's like uh, canning. Yeah, well, I think, and also the, the booze probably acts as a natural preservative. Yeah. Matt, have you, now you, you and I have in common I, that we both don't drink. Right. Um, have you always not drinked? 
<laughs> that's well said. <laughs> Don't you host a thing on NPR? That's, that's what, that was the choice of words? Public Radio International, it's the poor man's NPR. Oh, I misunderstood. Yeah. Really? I've been telling people NPR. The international so. makes it sound like the rich man's NPR. Yeah. That just, that just international is bigger than national. That just means they carry the CBCs as it happens. Yeah. They're With like Barbara the, Budd. They're kind of like, I mean, they're, they're kind of like the scrappy, you yeah, know, sure. the scrappier NPR. Yeah, they're the NPR that got started to uh, carry Garrison Keillor, but then Garrison Keillor uh, quit and started his own thing oh. basically that's Thank a good summary Thanks, not Keeler. nearly as nice as he thinks he is <laughs> everybody's fooled by his little homie talks yeah. he's a jerk, he's a jerk. Ruthless. a lot of people Ruthless. Out of you have a, you have a bad experience with this Haven't you're just you? empathetic you for people in the, yeah <laughs> isn't that a bad experience I get in so much trouble in public radio for hating Garrison Keeler he's like a god he my cousin works for him. Like a god, really? I hated him. Wow. I hated him. I'm glad to hear that. But he is like a god. You're exactly right. Although, you know what? That movie wasn't that bad. I really? I enjoyed the movie. Well, you put, put that to Robert Altman and Woody Harrelson. Sure. <laughs> and a Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, sure. A Lindsay Lohan. She's probably the main reason why that was good. She was good in there. She's yeah. a fine actress. She just has trouble outside of it with drinking. Is which she Which I'm fine curious actress? if Matt ever had a drink. I don't think... <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a movie that has Lindsay Lohan Freaky in it. Freaky Friday. No. I saw that on a plane. Was really? it good? I heard it was, it was charming. <laughs> and it was a Friday. Um, I heard it was a charmer. Uh, I wasn't listening. I just watched it with no sound. So <laughs> okay. I can't really judge. <laughs> so it reduced the charm level. What yeah. else has she been in now that I uh, spoke up and said she's a good actress? I can't think of No, but yeah, you're, you're seems, kind of right. But I, she, I mean, but she hasn't even been in like a hit movie, like, right? I, I, I Honestly, couldn't tell you. Herbie like, the Love Bug. I know, I know she yeah, was in was 2006. Yeah. She was in that movie with Jane Fonda and, um, and Felicity in Huffman. No, no. <laughs> Georgia Rule? Georgia Rule, yes. yeah. That Barbarella. Was, my mom. <laughs> that's it. Clute. Yeah. <laughs> On Golden Pond. <laughs> I know somebody had to movie. pose somebody else down, which was in the trailer. That that, that was always. The Atlanta Braves. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sculpture. She may have been her. in the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> uh... Well, Jesse, let me tell you about drinking. Oh, we're back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's I, I want to hear both of your respective reasons for non-drinking. Yeah, so uh, well, so Matt, well, let's yeah. no, that, that's great. We've got a whole episode to fill. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about it. <laughs> we didn't have time to download any of the uh, listener calls that we usually use to fill up our show. So <laughs> how do you do that? Uh, we we use technology. I'll show you how to do it later. Okay. That's not very exciting for the podcast <laughs> at it's, all. It's uh, no why we don't drink. <laughs> well, your first, your original question was, "Have I ever?" And I did drink one and one sixteenth of Budweiser I, <laughs> Wait, on my eighteenth birthday, and one sixteenth of an Budweiser. Estimate. That's an I, estimate. <laughs> I had. You I, mean the total stock of Budweiser of America? <laughs> no, I, that would be a uh, lot of Budweiser. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think Jimmy actually has. <laughs> I never liked Budweiser. Didn't like Budweiser? No, okay. sir. Uh, I, I, I drank one bud on my 18th birthday uh-huh. and then cracked open another one, took a sip and went to sleep. <laughs> and that was my first that and sounds last like a wild party experience. Wait, that's the last time you drank and first and last. You never had like a, a, a toast of champagne at I've, a wedding. I've, okay. I've sipped, I've taken sips of champagne at weddings. Yeah. That, does that, I just recently took a sip of a champagne at a wedding okay. and I thought, oh, I'm going to take a sip of this champagne at this wedding. 
Yeah. That's what I thought to myself. Hope I don't, hope I don't go crazy. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what it is. When, you, when you're in that moment, you go, okay, here I go. I'm going to sip the champagne. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly and what it is. And then you do it, like. and then you're like, all right, I sip champagne, and then you put You don't it finish it? You don't finish the champagne? No. No. I don't delicious. like it. I, no I love champagne. champagne. Well, it's okay. I, I, would, I, would, I would finish it, but then I think if I was finishing it, then what's the point? I kind of feel like taking a sip. That still respects my decision to be a non-drinker. Yeah. Whereas if I drank a whole champagne, I feel like I'm throwing all that out the window. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. What about you, Jimmy? You're dry. What do you What, what do you want to know? Well, you, what you, you ask. What do you do, do you at sip weddings? A no, I can't drink a champagne. I can't sip a champagne. Okay. So yeah, that's by what the I thought. Same token, you're not going to throw away your sobriety on on one glass, and neither is he. Yeah, but mine's because I have a problem, not just because you know. What about like a? What drink. about this? Well, what we about have a, a problem? It's just a different <laughs> form of problem. We're yeah, crazy. We're so really we, yeah, you're not Yeah, we're so afraid of what it'll do to us. We never even tried it. Well, that's a good point. And you know, Danielle and I—that's my beautiful wife. Yeah, we were actually just talking about how comedian Danielle Koenig. That's exactly right uh about how i i kind of wish that i could enjoy a champagne on new year's eve and know that because uh, i don't know yeah and know that like on new year's day okay great i had the champagne i'll see you next year yeah uh, i don't know if i would then go on some crazy bender i don't know yeah. what would happen because i've never fallen off the wagon since i got on the wagon. did you quit cold turkey or were you like in the program or something like that i quit cold turkey oh wow yeah i went to the program for a month because i thought that that's what you do and right then it wasn't for me it didn't work for you uh, i went it, to you know, the pro- it did not work I don't want. We've I, talked a lot. We've talked a lot on the show about this time that I spent in the program. One of the reasons that I don't drink is that my dad quit drinking when I was like four, just like just before my memory counts. I don't remember my dad ever drinking, but I certainly remember going to many, many, many AA meetings. Really? Because my folks were divorced when I was like three or something like that, and uh, so like there wasn't any babysitter or anything when my dad went to a meeting. And my dad's meetings were at this place called 1010 in San Francisco in the mission that um, was sort of like the homeless guy AA meeting. Right. Basically. Uh, and my dad identified with all these homeless guys because my dad's a vet, right? So he, he identified all the, and all the homeless guys are vets. Um, at the time, I think two-thirds of the homeless people in San Francisco were vets. And, uh, and of the AAs. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so it was just like my age is like I would say four to eight, something like that. Uh, when my dad went to AA meetings regularly or just peppered with stories of people hitting bottom. Yeah. Just every single person who ever hit bottom lives inside my mind. And they were all homeless, too. So they really did hit bottom. Yeah. They, in fact, were homeless, but their bottom had been below... Below where homeless. they were right now. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> what is below homeless? <laughs> yeah, that's the question. On, homeless clothless? On, on fire. <laughs> okay. yeah. You are currently uh, in flames. I was so drunk. <laughs> I guess the day that you would become homeless has to be lower than being homeless. Really? Because you had something. Because you kind of yeah. get get used to it? Yeah, like you would adjust warm, to, oh, this is my life now. Yeah. You kind of warm up to this situation? I would imagine. Is that what you're arguing? Yeah, I would say that uh, the day that you had a house and a family and then they all said, hey, go after yourself. And now you're on the street. You know, that day has to feel worse than, hey, I've been living on the street for yeah. seven years. It's probably like awkward, you know, like when, you know, you break up or something like that. And, and, but, and like everyone isn't, you know, everyone isn't privy to it. And they're like, oh, how's so-and-so? And like, oh, we broke up. Like, oh, how's having a home? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, we're funny. not. You would. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so I imagine there's those awkward yeah. moments. And yet, when you were going to, to AA, when you were going with AA, apparently I'm doing <laughs> yeah. voices now, with your dad, that actually is at a time where AA maybe wasn't as accepted as it is today, is it? Well, was no, that, I, I'm not that old, Jimmy. I mean, um, this is 20 years ago. 
So that's not... I don't know if it was still as vogue as it is. Like now people... It's Do you AA think it's cool to go to AA? I'm saying that people are not as ashamed as they may have I mean, been No, It sounds like ago. you're saying it's cool to go to AA. <laughs> no, I, I don't with, go. With which I disagree. Well, you know the joke in the movie The Player where uh, Peter Gallagher's character is. You know what? I hated The Player. I hate you. Get the hell out of here. Get out of my too. office. It did nothing for me. <laughs> then you're crazy. Oh, speaking speaking of, of Robert Altman, oh, I was going to say, ahead. speaking of the vogueness of AA, I have, yeah. a, uh, I have a friend who uh, is in the program, and she was telling me about um, uh, there was a, uh, there's like a sober AA-sponsored New Year's Eve party, uh-huh. and she didn't want to go because it was too clicky. <laughs> so it was going to be too clicky I will say this in defense of your friend I know you're mocking her for humor Sure. Uh, I did find no, but, yeah. the month I went I did find it to be a little clicky and like if you don't join up right away like hey you gotta have a sponsor you need a sponsor you need a sponsor if you don't say yes immediately they kind of shun you oh. and that's not why I don't go and again if it works for you I wish you the best of luck with the program it did not work for me um, but it is a little clicky. Well, there's yeah, a competition George. as to who has the best looking sponsor. <laughs> it's Mine also, isn't it? I mean, this, I don't want to uh, offend anyone, but it's it's kind of a cult. It's a good cult. It's like a yeah. positive cult. It's a cult That's for exactly, a good reason. Once when I was in high school, I had this friend named Catherine Tweedy, and Catherine Tweedy was a, a an odd woman. She was a year younger than me, but she was in my calculus class, which would have made her... I was too young to be in calculus. It would make so her a that girl, would make not her, a woman. <laughs> yeah. She was 15 or something like that. <laughs> she was 15 in calculus, something like that. And her, she was come from a military family, so she was a little bit nutty, just a little bit weird and nutty. And But we were friends because we were on uh, – most high schools have this. is sort of where the cool kids hang out, academic decathlon team. Oh, and, oh yes. Um, so anyway, Catherine and I are on this academic decathlon team. We're kind of buddies. And um, – she invites me to go to this thing called the Leadership Forum. And I'm like, yeah. the Leadership Forum? What is that? It turns out it's like this weird cult. But I don't know how cult it is. They definitely didn't ask to, you know, give me a personality test or, you know, give them $100 right away. But it was weird because it was exactly like an AA meeting. That's what the all the whole time I'm like, oh my god, this is an AA meeting. Was Only, it wait? Was it religious? Was there a religious aspect to it? There wasn't. No, but everyone called it the forum, and they said the forum a lot. Oh, yeah. mm. They said that a lot, like once every. And they were sentence. talking about the funny things that happened on the way to it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Stephen Sondheim Speaking of was show there. tunes, Chick Hearn was calling the game for some reason. Nathan Lane was. Um, is, is it the forum that's around today that these artsy folks go to and get sucked into and spend a thousand dollars to I, be told they should think positively? That sounds about right. Yeah, well, it was really weird. <laughs> it was just very upsetting and weird to me. But I know people that go to that, and I could never because I'm too cynical. But I do know people that go to these forums, these these retreats, and they come. Right, back the plural of forum is fora, life. Jimmy. <laughs> you go to these fora. What did I say? Forums. I like my version. <laughs> we're in America, okay? Let's. Pr- yeah, we're not just because you're dressed Rome. like you're a the Dickens plural novel. of forum is fauna. <laughs> <laughs> the plural of asshole is assholes. Hey, yeah. What happened? That's kind of mean. Well, what happened? I don't know. I, mean, I apologize. Yeah, it's oh, okay. S- uh, you were talking uh, about of- the fora. Speaking of uh, oh, okay. click- clickishness... Let's and, not forget uh, that I have a Peter Gallagher reference lined up. <laughs> we want to get back to it. <laughs> Continue, but please. 
<laughs> we'll circle back around. <laughs> Um, and I have a regular Gallagher reference, <laughs> okay. I'd like to say. Well, I think that's that's part Jordan, of your show, right? Every week you have to do it. A- Jordan, have we ever talked on the show about the time we went to see Gallagher? I'm sure we have. We talk about it once a week, basically. <laughs> I imagine it's been brought up on the show. Okay, sorry, sorry. I don't mean to derail you. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I saw the movie uh, uh, There Will Be Blood recently. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. Are you about to spoil it for me? Yeah, no, I haven't seen no, it. No, 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 no spoil. This is not about the film at all. Um, uh, but there's a... Um, there's a little, the little anti-religious sentiment in the movie, and uh, surprising from a guy like Paul Thomas Anderson. Sure, I know, right? Rats out of left field. What <laughs> yeah, happened? Did, did he get coming. broken up he's with always, or something? He's always been kind of a values filmmaker. Sure, absolutely. Um, anyways, but it was really obnoxious sitting in the movie and listening to all the uh, smug atheist laughs while mm. it was going on. It was all like. Ah! <laughs> But like whenever some of that religious yeah. sentiment would come up, you run that risk up. anytime you go to see a movie here in Hollywood. I can't yeah. stand yeah, yeah. it. Jimmy and I talk about that all the time. Oh, really? Atheist yeah. laughs? Or just the J- hipster, hipster laughs? Laugh. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't say specifically, but the oh, I'm I see what this I'm is. I'm getting it. Uh, Nobody else is, but I want to let oh. you know I'm getting it. Another example is uh, the Dylan movie. I'm not there. Oh, when um when David Cross shows up. Oh. Now, granted, he does show up in a funny manner. He drives up on a golf cart um, and then <laughs> drives next to a limo for about 10 minutes and just talks to someone through a window. But he's not, he's playing Allen Ginsberg and he's not, it's not a comedic role, but everything that he says, right? Cause I saw, you saw it here, right? And I saw it separate from you. Yeah. I saw it in Palm Springs where with, you know, four people over the age of 70. But, um, but you said, right? Everything he said, people, everything he said, people, ah, they sort of like his stand up comedy. <laughs> yeah, sure, right. Well. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to silence the room with that one. David has done Match Game many times. He does a lot of jokes. Very, very He funny. does a fair number of jokes in his stand-up comedy. Yes. That are often very funny. He's still one half of my favorite duo. Yeah, he's one of the funniest guys there is. Batman and Cross. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I loved when they took on the Riddler. Versus Predator. Let's go in my top ten of 2008, especially because Jimmy emphatically <laughs> punched it with a, with a double finger point. Sure I did. That's what people don't get with, with, with the audio podcast. You know what this show needs? Season. A Jimmy Cam. Yep. Mm. Wow. We have proven the yeah. need for a Jimmy Cam on this program. We could have captured that Pagliazzi take. <laughs> and that dating take that we talked about. That oh, was, yeah. That was, was quite a take. take. I apologize. I think the Pagliazzi take idiot. was really only for you, Jesse. And you kind of ruined it by sharing it with the group. Did I really? You should have you kept it in your heart forever no. and never no, sold a soul. Should I have locked it up inside a little locket in my heart, maybe? He yeah. felt warm and wanted to share a nice a walled garden with Jimmy Pardo. Maybe? And then when you're on your deathbed and your great-grandchildren are surrounding you, and they and they say, what what will you remember in heaven? And you'll just go, Pagliazzi. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone asks, what will you remember in heaven? <laughs> you <laughs> because you're limited, you only have a limited amount of memory. Pagliazzi is. is a dice game oh. <laughs> that uh, many people play oh, at the yeah. same time instead of just the one can. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I thought it was, was, was when uh, Milton Bradley in the 70s tried to merge Yahtzee and Parcheesi, and it was a disaster. Big disaster. There, were, there, were, there were dice and little <laughs> they tried to merge pieces ever, Yahtzee all over and the polyamory. <laughs> what, was, what was really bad was the 80s Pop-O-Matic version. Oh, God, don't get me started. Yeah, so, so what was your player reference? Oh, uh, at the oh, end. Oh, is this a Peter Gallagher thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the player, uh, I think it's at the end, um, uh, P- Peter Gallagher. This is great so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, back. 
uh, he <laughs> said he, he's he's a he's an, an exec, a studio executive, and he says to Tim Robbins, who's a, 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 another executive, um, oh yeah, I, uh, something about AA, and he said, oh, I didn't know you were an alcoholic, and he said, I'm not, but uh, that's where all the deals are happening. <laughs> so that's the kind of Hollywood. No. Oh man! <laughs> Remember that, you guys. Mm-hmm. How can you not like the player? I thought it was boring. Have you, you watched it again since you're? Uh, no. I mean, you're much younger than us. Uh, have you watched it again now that you're a little older? May uh, enjoy the movie. I, was, I think I was a little older when I watched it. Oh boy! Actually, you know what? I enjoyed movies that older people would like much more when I was younger. When I was a teenager, I went to see all kinds of like intense art movies. And now, if it upsets me, it's out. It's out the door. Now Anything, you just want flubber. And, yeah, uh, like more I watched. <laughs> I, I watched that movie where uh, Oscar Wilde had sex with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and then he got put in jail for being gay and stuff. Is that Titanic? Yeah, that's <laughs> tit- no, that's What's Eating Gilbert Grape. <laughs> I brought it. Um, like I watched. So the I, answer was Oscar Wilde. <laughs> yeah, I watched a lot of movies <laughs> like on. that. Oh, <laughs> come on, gay blowjob. That's a good joke. That deserved more than that. That's why I looked at you like, what the fuck? Damn it! <laughs> God, you, damn it! That's funny. Matt, I got to tell you the truth. If you're not going to give me a big take, like a really strong take, <laughs> I'm, I'm not no Pagliazzi. <laughs> <laughs> you are a little sad though. Yeah. Pagliazzi's a sad clown. Fair enough. <laughs> I guess it's a sad clown. Um, can I ask you a question that uh, relates both to something we were talking about just a moment ago and to the uh, astonishing pretension that I've displayed thus far in the program? Um, have you ever gone to a Shakespeare play, and maybe it's a comedy, or even worse, it's not a comedy, but it has a comic character in it, and you get that laughter that we were just discussing, that mm-hmm. Hollywood laughter... At the jokes in the Shakespeare, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. I had this teacher in middle school who was who was you know supposed to be teaching us about Shakespeare or something like that, and he's like, "No, no, no! You have to you have to learn the jokes first so you can <laughs> laugh at them." Yeah. Isn't mm. that the opposite of a joke? That's what comedy is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Memorization, careful study. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's weird. My my uh my dad was the. Uh, the chairman of the board of a Shakespeare, uh, Shakespeare and Company, which was a Shakespeare theater company in the in the area I grew which up in. Now, was Shakespeare involved in this at all? <laughs> it was Shakespeare heavy, I'll tell you that much. I, I uh, presume this was founded by Shakespeare in his New World <laughs> period. Was no. there a um, was there like a group photo of the whole organization, and then there was a little cartoon Shakespeare standing with his <laughs> arms crossed, and he's like, "Look, think, get a load of these yucks." I think that would have been Yokels, considered a little too, um, I don't know, silly or disrespectful or something. Oh, to the bard for to Shakespeare bar. and Company. Yeah, so so I saw. Let me interrupt. What I'm sure yeah. is fascinating. Jesse, will you hand me a tissue? Yeah, absolutely. I was trying to get your attention so I could do that without speaking it, but go ahead. No, this is important. It's important. You're You're allergic to my house. Dad's on the board. (laughs) Dad's something. Uh, Yeah, so I saw tons of of Shakespeare as a kid, and that was... What was funny is that, like, there was that, there were people laughing when they were supposed to, but then, the like, when you really look at Shakespeare, it turns into a lot of really cheap low like physical comedy because that's the only thing that really anybody's gonna laugh at yeah in, that's what's amazing because that's the only thing where the audience will actually like i'm sure there's a million kind of elusive jokes you know right. about french people being so, like 
something. Well, or, it's an you know. yeah, or this is a it's an elaborate uh, you know euphemism, and you're like, oh, that meant cock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you know, no one knows. But that then now. the part, the only part that a contemporary audience can actually understand is when the guy like uh, has a you know like a big phallus, or he like right. falls on his face or something. Yeah, yeah, he was like Shakespeare was really like genius and then also he was like the three stooges sometimes <laughs> he just wanted like the easy sidekick. you know that's true man also he was people, all three of them that was his you might genius. say he was the first rapper <laughs> it's true kids it's true kids i'd like to talk about that i, I love that subject the first who, rapper who the first rapper was why do you love that subject I don't know. you I sounded really sincere i know i do think it's interesting do you think the first i think john lennon was the first rapper oh really yeah you don't think gil scott heron was the first well, rapper not the first rapper the first sort of hip-hop what about artist. louis jordan i'm going back further i'm saying hammurabi <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what about uh oh, fuck i don't even remember the pretentious italian clown reference that you were making <laughs> <laughs> paparazzi what the fuck was his name Pagliazzi, he's the sad Pagliazzi. clown from the Capino. opera yeah sorry she has been all over Brittany the last couple of days huh? hey <laughs> she's oh. kind of a sad clown she is so it's perfect emmett yeah. kelly will also stop by second emmett kelly reference in two days wow well, so cool. I'm glad we've concluded our discussion of what we got for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone I got, got a clown. <laughs> we'll be back for just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go, I am Jesse. Jordan? Uh, Jordan, did you know that we have a new sponsor on this program? Recently I learned this. Uh, I'll give you an example of how this works, Jordan. Let's just say that you decided you wanted to go see the hit film that is called Be Kind Rewind. Sure. Which you did want to go see. Uh, yes, Just I did. the other day. I, I saw Do we want to talk about me having seen it, or are we going to keep talking well, about this website? No, we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. But what I'm but saying yes, is, if you wanted to go see There was a that, point in my life where I wanted to see Be Kind Rewind. Here's what you would do, Jordan. Sure. You would call every single person you know, checking with each person if they wanted to see the movie. Right. I've, God, that's so time-consuming. Tell me about it, Jordan. Tell me about it. You know what? I think I'm just not going to go see the movie. Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Jesse, unless this is about some sort of web way I could do this, I don't want to hear it. Are you familiar with MySpace? How about Facebook? Of course, I'm a young person. What if we could bring to bear the power of social networking on the problem of not knowing whether your friends want to go see the same movie as you? Well, that would result in the most amazing website ever created, but I, <laughs> I don't think that... I want to see dot com. I want to see dot com. What's that? It's a website where you tell it what movies you want to go see, and then you, and then your friends tell it what movies they want to go see, and then if you want to go, if you're going to go see a movie, like you're going to get up and go see Be Kind Rewind, uh, as, like you did earlier this week, uh, you click on the thing or something that says Be Kind Rewind, and then it tells you what friends want to go, and then you call them and you everybody goes together. So you're saying I can create my own personalized movie profile? Not to mention uh, perfect friendships. Well, that's great. I'm going to visit that website you just talked about. I want to see.com. Thank you, I want to see.com, for sponsoring Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. 
Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, a boy detective. Joining us, Mr. Matthew Belknap and James Pardo from the uh, radio podcast uh, audio program called Never Not Funny, uh, sometimes called The Podcast. Sometimes. I should write out the intros, maybe. I don't think you need to. That sounded uh, great until you yeah, this is going had really to analyze good. it. I thought... C- coming from you. I, th- <laughs> I thought... I see what I see in myself. I thought that if I went on a long vacation where Teresa, my fiancé, didn't have to study all the time for law school, I thought that I would go to the movies a lot of times. Okay. That was my ambition because there was a lot of movies that I was interested in watching. I wanted to watch... Uh, that walk hard, for example. What the fuck are you doing? I'm getting comfortable. I'm sorry. I did not mean that to be distracting. That was really very how would you not very. see that as distracting? It's a pose. You, you are you like you 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 struck a pose. Listen, guys, I just came here to rap. <laughs> That's kind of kind of like intervention. Is, what are you doing? For for the benefit of our listening audience, Matt has crouched down, uh, his elbows on his knees, as though he was about to talk to teenagers about drugs. <laughs> That's right. Or uh, be the subject of a new kids on the block publicity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm Donnie. One of <laughs> I'm Donnie. That's what Donnie says. You, you called one. He Tells was always saying that. Donnie. That was his catchphrase. Hey guys, I'm Donnie. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so anyway, uh, I thought I, apologize I thought I would be able to go to the movies a bunch of times because I have literally gone to the movies. Like somebody asked on our message board, like, "What's your top ten movies of 2007?" Mm-hmm. I don't think I even saw ten movies in 2007. Impossible. Really? Well, because here's the thing: Do you here's, rent if you're if Daniel it's a if, Netflix account. Let's say comedian Daniel Koenig were to go to law school, you would understand exactly why I have never, ever, ever gone to the movies because. Teresa's free time comes in like twenty minute chunks. Okay, <laughs> like I get to like we. It's like oh, we have to. We can eat dinner uh, or watch a television program. Like that's <laughs> that's our free time for a day, a you given know, day. Some people eat dinner in front of the television. That's not no, a bad we, idea. We do that from time to time for specifically for that reason. I would pick sexual intercourse. <laughs> okay, well no, that wasn't person. on the board. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was one of our choices. That was one of the options. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, no, so I, I, I only ended up going to see one movie. I saw Juno. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys see Juno yet? I did not see I it I saw no, the I Juno. Okay, what, what what were your feelings on the Juno movie? Oh, really? Boy. Did not care for it. No, really? Didn't see what the big deal was. Seemed, uh, so affected, so just like... That's what my wife said. She hated it. Just I like, guess I didn't have... People are like, people are like, uh, I know this will look like just another indie rock cute movie, but trust me, there's more. There is nothing more. It is just an indie rock cute movie. There's like two Bell and Sebastian music cues. There's six Moldy Peaches music cues. Uh, it, yeah, it just seems so like, it just seemed real phony to me. I'm on the other side of that fence where I went in with such low expectations, absolutely thinking it was going to be so, uh, you know, hipster and, and disaffected. And then um, after the first 15 minutes in which everybody talks exactly the same and nobody talks like anyone really talks. Yeah, it's like a it's like some the first 15 minutes is like some kind of horrible melding of Miranda July and Kevin Smith. Yeah. yeah. And I I mean I don't want to like I mean like I'll, I'll like I'll forget, you know, like Little Miss Sunshine, you know, mm-hmm. is is an indie rock cute movie, but it's actually really funny. I thought that, you know, I agree. it was actually a really funny Movie, but I, I didn't think this was funny enough by the to end, justify see, the... That's funny, because by the end of Little Miss Sunshine, I wanted to punch the movie in the face, whereas hmm. by the end of Juno, I actually kind of liked it. Hmm. I yeah. had a completely I, I, opposite reaction. I felt like it did sort of go deeper than I expected it to, and uh, especially the... 
you know, Jason Bateman and uh, Bateman yeah. did some really funny stuff in it too. He did some great takes, like some ten out of ten perfect takes on oh, lines. Would that you made say they were Pagliacci? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should write a book called The Pagliacci Takes. It would be, but it would maybe be more like an Il Dottore. Okay, <laughs> we. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see this movie, so I have no opinion on it. That's why I'm being uh, very quiet. I'm, I'm, the audience was wondering. I want to know what you think of it. Too. You know that I hated it. Well, you know that in advance. I don't, don't know that I do, but uh, I don't know. I might have just been my mood because I, I, I went in, you know, with very low expectations and came out feeling like not great. But you I know, thought it I was something out of it. You know, I definitely think that uh, the the script was so mannered that it made me want to barf. You hated it. No, I did not. I'm I'm saying you hated it more than Jordan. First of all. <laughs> I've got news for you, Jimmy. Yes. As it turns out, what happened? I liked everything else. So, and I, you kind of get used to the manneredness of the script. And I thought that the performances were so strong that that kind of helped, yeah, temper the manneredness of the script. And I would argue that the that manneredness you speak of is uh, maybe uh, runs parallel to this character who is very. Uh, self-conscious and uh, trying very hard. To, you know, like every teenager. Yeah. I think you know that, Jimmy. You, you didn't see the movie, but you know that teenagers... I have been a teenager. ...try on different personalities. Hats. Oh, I And hats. <laughs> you could call them hats. That would be a metaphor. Yes, it would be. I'm, I'm dealing in the literal. But here. also, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes that new image you create for yourself does involve a hat. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. In I, my I case, I wear painter hats. <laughs> Actually, you brought up Donnie Wahlberg. I wore a Donnie Wahlberg hat for a while when I was in high school. <laughs> Did it had his face on it? <laughs> no, no. Did he have a signature uh, hat? It was a hat that he was known to wear by a company that is no longer in existence, as far as I know, called Hardware. Oh. But H-A-R-D-W-E-A-R. Wait a minute. There's a pun happening. <laughs> because he wears, the, I mean, he doesn't just hang around in the hat. He does some serious shit while Guys, he's wearing it. It was a baseball cap with a metal plate attached to it. I remember that. Oh, you wore that. Yeah. And, oh, and, and, yeah, and, and oh, they engraved yeah. the word hardware onto this metal plate. Oh, Someone tries to shoot heavy? you in the hat. It was pretty lightweight shoot metal. <laughs> so that matched. That also looked great with your troop jacket and your, and your BKs. Uh, my cross-color pants. Yeah. Yeah. My overalls, perhaps. I had some. I think I probably. I, uh, I thinking back on it, I probably wore my cross color pants for too long. <laughs> I, if you I wore them at all, that was I'm too not long. Sure. I don't know if I know what a cross color pant is. I'm older than all you guys. You don't know what a cross color pant? They no. came in the wake of Z Cavaricci, um, early '90s. It's kind with, of a companion pant to In Living Color. Yeah, that's exactly. like you wear what them while you're watching In Were Living like Color. Were they like a dressed up Zuba? No. <laughs> what's that? what's Zuba? You don't yeah. know, I don't remember Zuba. Zubas were like uh, what Sinbad would wear. Oh. Zubas were uh, or Rick they, Rockwell, and they would make they made them for every NFL team. They were like leopard print or any, oh, yeah. animal print, but in the color a oh, team yeah. color. Wait, I wanted that bad. Yeah. yeah, I wanted that bad. Pants, yeah. I wanted the hat of that. Yeah. Um, okay, so Zuba I, hat. Here's yeah, my, there was a hat. There was team the, hats that had the Zuba hat. Oh, I wanted that bad. Yeah. Here's my experience with cross color. And and, and it, there was there was a company with cross a U, color by the way cross colors t shirts which said things like you know unity all are one yes we're all together or something right. like that anyways I remember seeing one of those at Robinson's Mayor wherever when I remember them well from fifth grade sure sure and um, I I told my mom that this was the t shirt I wanted to get while we were here and she she kind of took me aside and whispered really close to me she's like 
Jordan, I think those shirts are for black people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something amazing happened like she, to me. She Your thought, mom she was just, very she just, wise, by yeah, the way. She just was like, I, don't know, I know you're young. You don't know a lot about fashion. <laughs> I've, by looking at the message on this shirt. You should have taken her aside and said, Mom, white kids want to be black these days. Because <laughs> yeah. that's exactly why that was successful. There was a uh, was the most wonderful, delightful thing happened when I was at home for Christmas with my fiance and her family, her mother's side of the family, they're Catholic. There's like eight brothers and sisters or six brothers and sisters or seven and they all have like four kids and all of them get together on Christmas Eve at the grandparents' house. So it's literally like 45 people at the grandparents' house. And um, there are some a variety of bizarre things that go on at this event. But um, there's one member of the family who's black. He's married to one of Teresa's cousins. And uh, his name is Jomar. And um, <laughs> <laughs> What? Jomar. <laughs> Jomar. Just giggling at a black man's name in 2008? <laughs> I've heard a lot of names in my life, Jimmy. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've heard everything. I mean, I watch, I follow professional Matt, basketball, so I've heard the spectrum Matt, of black names. Look at, look at me in the eyes. Uh, Jomar is married to Teresa's cousin, Shannon. Their child is named Jace, which stands for Jomar and Shannon's Everything. Oh, that is fantastic. J-A-S-E. But that's not what I was hoping it was about. a Jason I, I wanna, the Wheel I, I just want to mention, I just want to, I have an interracial relationship story. No, I have to say this. Oh, I thought you were going to say you have an interracial oh, relationship. I'm, I'm in an interracial relationship. <laughs> okay, that's so. With a Mexican. Now, here's the thing. Like, Jomar is. is that the punchline? <laughs> <laughs> just, just Mexicans a punchline now? Yes. <laughs> I, I, two, a couple years ago at Christmas Eve, I ended up sitting next to Jomar and one other boyfriend of a cousin and uh, they were kind of lunkheads but Jomar's table. a nice fella he's a nice fella he's a decent decent guy and uh, Teresa has this grandfather who's like 83 or something like that and is literally the sweetest man in the world like just so nice he's like one of those he should be in like one of those movies that's set in an uptight English town where uh, like a small town where everybody it's like a where the town where they make cheese and they and all they and they all making, like get together to have a soccer team or something exactly where they have to strip to save the local mine yeah, shaft precisely <laughs> local mine <laughs> we're, gonna, we're shutting down this mine shaft you can't close me mine shaft <laughs> so I'll take off me bloomers. <laughs> Okay, so I, I don't think they know that's the full Monty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it was a mind shot. I know. <laughs> so Jomar, so Jomar is sitting there at the party, and uh, nobody is. He just they just got there, and uh, Teresa's grandfather comes up to him, and the first words out of his mouth are, "So you think Obama's going to do it?" He says it right to him. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic. just right to him in the sweetest, <laughs> kindest way. He Love thought it. he was making a lifetime friend. Awesome. Mm. He was Instead. bridging the gap between the races. He was wearing the unity, a metaphorical unity t-shirt. <laughs> Instead, Jomar took out can a I tell knife my, and stabbed Love, <laughs> love comes in all <laughs> colors. Can I he tell my interracial relationship story? Yes. I was at a uh, Christmas party being hosted by an interracial couple, <laughs> and there was a point where they were so taking... it was a Christmas slash Kwanzaa party. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. <laughs> When did uh, this become a racist program? <laughs> well, when Jimmy Pardo showed up. No, I do not play. I, I know, you haven't done anything. I'm the guy, I'm, I can barely breathe. Just being around you. Oh, go ahead. Uh, anyways, and they were, and the, so people were, they were taking pictures. Everybody was taking pictures. And then in a uh, 
you know, in a in a move to make take a funny picture, the uh, the the black uh, boyfriend picked up a kitchen knife and pretend was pretending to hold it up to the white girlfriend, and someone in the back of the room just yelled, "OJ!" <laughs> Ah. Like, didn't even yell, like, there's O.J. He just yelled, <laughs> O.J. O.J. Maybe he wanted some more beverage. And <laughs> nothing to do with it. He, was, he wasn't in the other room. Yeah. He's like, I'm trying to make screwdrivers over here. <laughs> O.J. O.J. He's like, I got plenty of vodka. What else do you need? Did everyone applaud <laughs> when he said that? No, he was, no, no one reacted to it. Did, I everyone, did everyone cry? I kind of looked around the room and hoping like someone could have a moment with me on that, but no I would have did. started clapping. <laughs> yes. I honestly would have. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, it would have been great if you had clapped and cried. <laughs> Just both. Oh, I would have oh, been crying clap and cry. from, from laughter. Just let it loose. You know what I'm saying? Jim, Jimmy made a, a woman pee her pants last night. <laughs> yes, I did. No. Really? Yes, I did. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I, fed her, I gave her a lot of water and then <laughs> wouldn't let her leave. <laughs> and, and then punched her in the stomach. Punched her in the kidney. <laughs> right in the bladder. The bladder. <laughs> and the kidney. And the kidney. I <laughs> punched her a bunch of times. And then she peed blood. That was your real goal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she uh, she uh, found me very funny and uh, couldn't stop laughing. Was she an old this? woman? No, a nice young, uh, I would say 24 years of age. Wow, you, I guess. wow she sounds cute. Uh, she's uh, had two-tone hair. She called her two-tone because <laughs> two-tone. her hair was dyed at the ends and then not at the top. But then I, I referenced our friend Chris Fairbanks and said she had a Neapolitan head because uh, her face turned bright red because she was laughing so hard. So Wait, she had the you, strawberry, the chocolate, and the vanilla. When I, when you say you referenced uh, Chris Fairbanks, do you mean that you used his joke? No, no, he credited No, no, I, oh, said, okay. I said, oh, you're like a Chris Fairbanks joke. You're oh, actually okay. a living Chris Fairbanks joke. There you go. Yes, I didn't just use his joke. How well, it dare sounded, you, sir? You didn't, you didn't clarify. How dare you, sir? I just assume you're a joke thief. <laughs> no, sir. what happened. No, sir. No? That is more offensive than yelling OJ at an interracial Christmas party. <laughs> OJ. <laughs> you just yell that like when stu- like when you just want to make a joke. <laughs> OJ. Whenever, well, that's what I yell whenever somebody can't get a glove on. <laughs> that happens a lot, too. It does. It's sort of like alpaca coming up. Oh, sweet Jesus. I don't know if I told you guys. I blame them for 9-11. Oh, wow. uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan. Jesse, go. Still have to edit the last one. Oh boy! It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, uh, Matt Belknap, Jimmy Pardo from the Never Not Funny podcast. Correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Ed McMahon. <laughs> you should bring out all your impressions. Was, uh, you know, we in get my... some Lieberman endorsing McCain. Oh in, no! In my head, I was actually doing a guy that my wife works with who always says correct. That <laughs> <Does it> really? <laughs> nobody would ever know. Yeah, that's probably why Jordan enjoyed the joke so much. <laughs> oh, you know Jorge? <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Jorge. Jorge. Yeah. I know a guy like Jorge. We all have a Jorge. We all have a Jorge. Yeah, absolutely. Jorge! <laughs> I mentioned this Christmas party that I, I have to go to every Christmas Eve at my girlfriend's grandparents, my fiance's grandparents' house. What's your grandfather's name? Uh, Grandpa Thorne? <clears throat> uh, what's the grandfather's name? Yeah. Uh, Grandpa um, Smith. But what's his first name? Uh, Pip-Pop? Uh, Grandpa. Pip-Pop. You really don't know. 
Um, I would remember it if I had a second to I didn't remember mean it. To put you on the spot Peter. Like that. Peter. Grandpa. All the time in the world. Grandpa, Grandpa Pete. Grandpa Pete. Grandpa Pete. Grandpa Pete. Grandpa Gromp. Grandpa Pete. Um, You've just been over there making little, yeah, yeah. just any name for a grandpa you could come up Yeah, I'm trying to come up with some new ones. Grumples? Pawpaw? Yeah. I hate Pawpaw. Oh, do I hate it. You I had a Pawpaw. You call with that? No, no. I, I had uh, Gangan and Papa. Oh, Did you really? Yeah. Gangan. Oh, Gan-Gan. That's like a Star Wars character. Or <laughs> 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 a race, even. I think that was a race. Right, of... the Gangan yeah. have a place in the Senate, and they're angry about <laughs> trade right. regulations. <laughs> First <laughs> movie. They're going to be making <sighs> weirdly Asian sounding sure. rump noises in a, a second. Rump. At the 45 person Christmas party, the house not that big, by the way. So they're, the big. The big Close strategy quarters the strategy at the christmas party is to kind of hover next to every chair and just dive for it whenever somebody gets up to get a drink okay. so and they just chairs. don't move the entire party's yeah. musical chairs exactly the entire musical the chairs the party. party is the music yeah Go absolutely <laughs> i like that oh and there's prizes oh um so well, yeah, there's you sit next to jomar there's this <laughs> <laughs> you get a knife <laughs> <laughs> boo there's 45 people at this party and uh like that is bad like I don't remember what these aunts and uncles' names are, and they all live in the same place, so they all know each other really well. They're all close. So they all like are having these super intense inter- – and there's 45 of them in a, like a three-hour party. What town is this in, Jesse? This is in Mill Valley, California. Oh. <laughs> Impressed, huh? I'm going there, and I thought I would go, oh, I'm about to be in Mill Valley. Then I realized that's not interesting, so I just went, oh. oh then you okay. called me on go. it, so I felt the need to report. Oh, okay, I got you. So anyway. <laughs> that was taking four times yeah. longer than mm-hmm. it would have taken. I admit it. You going to the Mill Valley Film Festival? Or? The, uh, the San Francisco Sketch Fest. Oh, San Francisco Sketch Fest. Yeah, yes. at the 142 Throckmorton Theater, probably. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I'm going to the San Francisco Sketch Fest myself. Wonderful. I should mention that. Sound of Young America Live at the San Francisco Sketch Fest, Monday, January 14th. You couldn't get him to do a Jordan Jesse Go Live? Would that you? didn't fly? <laughs> no. No, that didn't fly. Hmm. Um, uh, anyway, no. forty-five people at this party. Sounds so this like you is and me like got a free weekend together. <laughs> yeah, you want to do a podcast? <laughs> this is the most intense social interaction you could ever be in to be the boyfriend at this party because everybody knows who you are. Everybody knew who I was because Teresa and I have been together for eight years. But I've all of these people are people that I've met over the course of eight years five times. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember. Any of their names, not even like they're at this party. Teresa's parents are there. Teresa's sister is there, and uh, Teresa's brother is there. And of the other forty people, I would say I've got three or four names. I can't. I couldn't even remember what Grandpa's I name know. was. So, but at least you got the title. So this is the situation. Yeah, exactly. Well, I can identify them by what part of the family they sure. are. Mm-hmm. Hey, Uncle. Hey, cuz. Age. Yeah. Age helps. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, old Uncle. Is that what you mean? <laughs> Older uncle. Um, I so, thought you said AIDS, by the way. And so, that made me very confused. <laughs> AIDS helps. And <laughs> I, you know, I can't remember people's names anyway, so it's like just a table. terror. <laughs> sure. It's a terrible situation for me. And um, I found out two years ago when I went to this thing for the first time, not only is this like the most horrifying family event that you could, like the most, like if you looked up terrifying holiday in-law experience, in the Holly Hunter movie or whatever, it would be this party. Home for the holidays. Yeah, home for the holidays. Why is it terrifying? Is it is it uh, so loving or is it? Like, they love <laughs> the shit out of each other. Really? They love each other so much. You're afraid of love. I am afraid of love very much. So mm. no one in my family loves each other, as far as I can tell. <laughs> we all have a sort of a fond regard. Huggers? Are they huggers? Oh, everybody wants to hug. Mm. Absolutely. 
They're so white, That's too. That's weird. Outside of Jomar, this is the <laughs> whitest group of people. I mean, they are white relative to my whiteness, and I am wearing a cardigan. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, okay. So, so they're wearing Victorian ball gowns and powdered <laughs> wigs then. Yes. Um, at this event, there are skits. No. Yes. We just I talked about there's no family in the God, world that does that. Teresa grew up in Dan in real life. Fucking skits at the holiday Wait, does the movie, the movie Dan in real life has a family that does skits yes. with skits, each other? Skits, the crossword puzzle contest with the girls against the boys. <laughs> It's it's a world that doesn't exist, except apparently it does up in Mill Valley. Yeah, that's Amazing. where you've been looking in the wrong places, Jimmy. Oh, my God. You've been looking in jaded Hollywood when you should have been looking in... I grew up in the south side of Chicago with a bunch of fun-loving racists. <laughs> <laughs> and Jomar. And they... Okay, so two years ago, they wanted me to be in the skits. Because they're like, Jesse, you're a comedian, right? Because I have a radio show. Are the show. skits about the family? Yes, the skits are about the oh, family. Oh, no! Yes. Do you get and, your lines in advance? But here's the thing. <laughs> there there are these sort of generations of the family. The youngest cousin, she is, this year I want to say four or five. Okay. Two years ago she was two or three, right? Um, and the rest of the family, the youngest, were like 17, I want to say. Like 16, 17 at the time. And uh, they still participate? And they are the only, they're the youngest and they're the driving forces behind the That's skits. Insane. That's insane. And I'm a like, teenager nerds is yeah. supposed to be upstairs shooting heroin a on Thanksgiving or a whatever. A ten-year-old oh, can do a guitar skit. Ten-year-old does a skit. Yeah, an, uh, grandma maybe if it's with the ten-year-old. Yeah, exactly. No. no. Okay, so they want me to be in the skits. I'm like, no fucking way. It turns out I kind of ruined Christmas because I wasn't going to be in the skits. So they did a couple half-ass skits. There's 45 skits. other people. Exactly. So they did a couple half-ass skits two years ago. This year, I think most of the teenagers have realized they should not do skits. It's not appropriate. What, what's an example of a successful skit in the family? Like, I want to hear about... <laughs> yes. Like, uh, what, like is, is there a famous skit? Like, oh, man, we'll never top... It doesn't you know, lampoon Joe farts in his sleep. The like failed marriages no one ever talks about, or like the addiction to painkillers or anything like that. Sure, it's more about um, yeah, it's like so and so. I don't know. I don't even remember. I don't think they even have jokes in them. Which brings me to this year's big skit. Um, one of the one of the cousins, you know, really nice, really really good guy um, called Joe. Joe is about our age, you're 25, 26, 27, somewhere mm-hmm. in there, and uh, is he's like a dancer, you know? <laughs> he's a, you know, he's, but a, he's a professional. He's, he's do, you, great. do you mean a professional dancer, or you're just describing his personality? Like he's the kind of guy who would dance. <laughs> you no, know, he's not just like the kind of guy who would wear lycra and like smoke angrily and intensely. Okay. Um, he's like he's like a. It's like this. Oh, I when I was in the pilot for the Improv Everywhere TV show, one of the stunts was that we did a, like a musical inside of a, a shopping mall, and they were talking. I was talking with like the producer or something about how they hired the choreographer, and he said, you know, they went to the choreography agency and asked for a choreographer, and they offered someone who had done like Janet Jackson videos, and he's like, no, I need somebody a little more. Broadway. Joe is very Broadway. Okay. And, but uh, like I said, really good guy. Um, but <laughs> despite being Broadway, well, I, I'm about to say, I mean, well, I'm about to like put down what he spent the entire <clears throat> Christmas Eve doing. Joe 
single-handedly did a skit for a solid half hour. What? This is what he did. He declared that this is the start near the top of the party. Somebody announced, somebody like, you know, made an announcement and like gave a toast to me and Teresa being engaged or something like that. And like, to, you know, the, like there was like two or three things like that. And then they made everybody listen to the single that one of the cousins recorded that she hadn't come to the party, but she had <sighs> sent her single so that everyone yeah, could okay. hear it. So anyway, so let me just interrupt to say there is nothing worse than familial unconditional support. That, yeah. that is so embarrassing and well, almost offensive. You know what I mean? Like, Matt, wait till we get to what happened on this. Make event. it a little harder I'm, on these people. I'm going to go as far as to say you got to get out of this. OK, so <laughs> I'm looking, but I have a chair, so I can't make any moves. I mean, get out of this. Do you get a relationship? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dump Teresa. Yeah, I yeah. know that's a, it's it's extreme, but. but Perhaps Sometimes a man has to do what a man go. has Look to do. Look how beaten down Joe Myers. You want to be part of that? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, so Joe announces, guys, I'm hosting Christmas this year. Oh, oh. And who's he, a cousin? He's a cousin. But a dancer. But a dancer. <laughs> and a sometime actor. He's saying? sometimes an actor. Is, sometimes is gay, gay, right? Gay? Yeah, he's okay. he's very Okay, gay. I was I didn't know if I was reading between the lines incorrectly yeah, or not. He's, no, he's very gay. But not he's not like uh he's not like particularly campily gay, but like he is He's Broadway gay. He's Broadway gay. He's exactly. Joe Gray. Um so uh, <laughs> and yeah. like he's Joker's kind gay. of I would characterize, I think there are people, I think the people in the family would characterize him as funny. I would describe him as fun or high-spirited. He's a dancer. He's a dancer. So he he has a talk, he brings out this notebook, like an eight and a half by 11 spiral bound school notebook. He has jokes about everyone in the entire family. He's bringing them up and interviewing them. But here's the thing. The jokes are not jokes. There are no jokes in the jokes. He's saying things as though they were jokes. Oh, Everyone is laughing, but there's no joke in the joke. Kind of like, hey, cousin Susan likes to uh, have ham sandwiches on Thursdays. Like, it's <laughs> Goodbye. Just a, it's just like a statement about her. Yeah. But everybody goes, she does like ham sandwiches oh, on Thursdays. Oh, my God. And it went on was he like so kind of long. Like, was it like a roast? That was the the tone of it was a roast, it but was without like a, it was It was, yeah. It was like a roast without insults. Oh, did you get it, Jesse? Insane. Did you get the brunt of it? Now, here's the thing. I am sitting there, and brunt. I am like... <laughs> Like he is bringing each person in the family, literally each person in the family, on quote unquote stage. And they that all was, wa- and they all after six people, the seventh guy still goes, yeah, I gotta get up there. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, initially it looked like people weren't gonna go up, but then like the second person went up, and then the third person was like, I don't know, and everyone was like, get up there. And then after that person, everybody had to go up. Uh, so it gets to you. And it was a talk show, so they're being interviewed. But part <laughs> of the joke is that <laughs> Joe... Was there a musical guest? Yeah, there was well, a musical guest. One the of the cousins, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Of the cousins was the musical guest. He was <laughs> playing the piano. <laughs> really? I what, swear what to God. He, I don't remember something jaunty. That was, <laughs> one of the, that was one of the better parts of this actual, actual, of this event. He did a nice job playing the piano, keeping things moving with the piano. You know? <laughs> keeping things so uh, he's bringing each of these people on. And, and, of course, there are these little kids like Jace, Jomar, and Shannon's everything, who's two years old but the size of a seven-year-old. Like, this is the most enormous child. And he just runs around everything completely heedlessly. Just amazing child. And uh, this other little girl who said, the, I think, the line of the night, which was... Um, uh, I do ballet, and I really think that's the best for me. 
which I thought was a really good line. Sure. Sure. I mean, she had on a ballet dress and she was four. You have to take those she into consideration. Four. I thought she was 27. But I would say <laughs> those jokes were the about were better than anything Joe came anything up Joe with. Are you answered. worried about... I, I, I'd be worried about dishing all this personal dirt on the podcast. Well, I Are think, you confident no one's going to listen to this? Mm, Teresa might listen to it. She's not going to tell anybody. Okay. If any cousins do actually listen to this, I think they're, it's conceivable that a cousin might accidentally listen to The Sound of Young America, but I don't think any of them are listening to Jordan Jesse Go. Okay. And I think... That's a gamble you're willing to take. I want to make really clear, too, that I actually do sincerely really like Joe. Like, I think he's great. I think he's a great guy. But this was a misfire. This was horrible. (laughs) And this, and you know what else? Stick to the dance, Joe. I want to make clear (laughs) that as horrible as this thing is, I don't think it was horrible in the context of the thing. It was horrible for me. Right. I would say, divorced of context, definitely horrible. But wait a minute, there was not one other human being that you could look over and go, can you believe this? Well, I don't, well, you know, I mean, the thing is, is like, they know them well enough. They, but there's got to be another boyfriend or somebody there that can't believe, holy. What about what, Teresa? Does she buy into this? No. I mean, she didn't like it. I, I don't think anybody necessarily likes it. That's the thing. <laughs> they don't like it, but they like the fact that the tradition is, yeah. is being honored of doing skits. That, you see what I'm saying? So it gets to you. What did what did they Joe didn't get to me? I'm sitting there boiling, <sighs> sitting in like okay, boiling was going water. That's what was going to happen. <laughs> it didn't get to me. Um, and uh, the whole time I'm just sitting there thinking, like, what the fuck am I going to do when this gets to me? Because he's calling up the other the other boyfriends went up. Yeah, but he didn't call on me. I think because he knew that if he called on me, something terrible would something happen. Something would break bad, yeah. Yeah, and then I was just sitting there, and then I, um, uh, and then I, I ended up, I, I was sitting there, and I, I was just kind of rolling around in my head, and I'm like, can I really do this? Like, will people be really offended if I do this? And at the end, um, I gave a toast to the what was really important about Christmas, cousin Joe. And um, <laughs> and it was a it worked out so well because it it's a very mean spirited joke to be fair and I was concerned is this going to be too mean spirited but here's the thing no one took it in a mean spirit I think, think that's Joe, how pure hearted they are yeah they can't even so imagine pure-hearted. a world where you would be, mean that in would be, yeah very secretly mean seething during it, this uh, secret, exactly this driving home even Jesse bit. was a nice guy huh yeah, yeah. toasted Joe saw the spirit. Yeah, exactly what it was like. The roasty Christmas spirit. And it was good because it just gave me a chance to kind of exhale, you know. You've been waiting for it. uh, (laughs) You know, just Merry Christmas, everybody. Can I go home now? What do you wear to that? I wore a necktie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I wore this Andy Andy Griffith outfit. Wait, which we Andy Andy, uh, Andy Williams. Williams. Andy That's Griffith a, would be wearing. Something I think more. Andy Andy Williams is a much better reference. A policeman's uniform. Now, but yeah. <laughs> Unless he's Matlock. Matlock was a Southern yeah, fella. That's right. He yeah. had a bow tie and a seersucker. You, so, wear, you wear bow ties from time to time. I have worn a bow tie. Actually, I um I have this bow tie. I bought a bow tie recently at a uh, at a thrift store. Nice bow tie, and I thought, can I wear this bow tie? And I wore it, and I and I looked at it, and I'm like. Hey, I kind of can wear this bow tie. You're I was really, ex- I was pleased. Is by it, it that bow tie right there? Yeah, it is indeed the bow tie that's sitting behind me right now. <laughs> Just to be clear, I'm not wearing a necktie and a bow tie. <laughs> that would be outrageous. Yeah, that would be silly. That I would wear be bow ties, by the way. Hmm. You just wear it. Yep. 
Interesting. I got a syringe just wrapped around my forearm. I'm wearing Bo Rontosaurus. <laughs> Thank you. I'm wearing Bo Jackson. <laughs> oh, just do nice. it. <laughs> well, That's his slogan. That is his slogan. Well, it's Nike's, but he kind of. But he was the was slogan of Nike. Yeah. Bo knows. Bo knows. Sure. Football, Bo baseball, knows. everything. Bo knows bow ties. Game Boy games. Had a Game Boy game. Had a Game Boy game. There was baseball and football in it. Yeah. So you did. You know how to tie a bow tie then? I I can do it, but it's really hard. It's way harder than tying a necktie. That's the the first and probably last time I ever found YouTube useful. Is I was gonna wear a bow tie, and I went on YouTube, and there are a handful of how to tie a bow tie videos. But it's still hard to do. But I found them very educational, even though I never yeah. attempted one. Also, if you ever need like to do was... old age makeup, there's a good tutorial on old <laughs> oh, really? age makeup really? on uh, YouTube. Yeah, That's fantastic. No, I agree. I, that's how I managed to do it a few times. I, what I liked was one of the videos was made by the president of a university who is apparently famous for wearing bow ties. Oh. And I felt like he was trying to trump all the other how-to My, videos. Actually, our college had a bow tie guy as well. Like a guy who's like, oh, strange. there's the old bow tie professor. I want to say it was Vanderbilt, but I have no idea. Yeah. That's interesting. It's I wore a, I, I got had a I wore a nice I wore black tie for New Year's Eve. You ever wear black tie? Does a, does a comedian ever wear black tie for New Year's Eve? I had, you ever entertained at a black tie New Year's Eve? Famous story. I was in Appleton, Wisconsin. Famous strong word. Okay. For me, Appleton, Wisconsin, on New Year's Eve, wearing a tuxedo. A never told before story. No, I, I, I this is uh, uh, exclusive. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the middle of my show, and some guy actually yells out, "Where's your belt?" I said, I'm, I'm wearing a tuxedo. Why? I don't know. Number one, it's New Year's Eve. Number two, I'm an entertainer. Nobody had any idea why I'd be wearing a black tie. Wow. Yeah. Where's I, your belt? I saw. <laughs> well, you should have been wearing a cummerbund, I think. I was at. No, no not, nobody wears a cummerbund in a hip tuxedo. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, you wear a cummerbund. No, 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 no. You, look at the Academy Awards. You ever see a cummerbund? Yeah, in the look at George is? Clooney. Well, people's look coats are closed. Seriously, look at George Clooney. People's coats are closed. <laughs> look at Clooney. Why is your short so long? <laughs> I'm wearing long pants, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your sandals got tops on them? Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing shoes, sir. <laughs> Why is your headband covered? <laughs> Why is your... <laughs> That's a top hat. Why is your skin all black and white? <laughs> Those are clothes. <laughs> Those are outfits, sir. That's an outfit. Um, I went to a nice black tie wedding, and there was a real wide variety of interpretations of black tie. There was a lot of dudes wearing, for some reason, a, a dude that's about our age, he'll wear a suit, but the pants are about four inches too long. He'll just wear, like, the world's baggiest Might pants. Might not be his suit. Yeah, it might not be a suit. That's a good a suit. Yeah, point. I mean, a lot of a lot it's of people guy. our age can't afford a you know you can't afford to buy a new suit. For That's why I don't, I don't like the idea one. of a black tie. I think uh, they're you're forcing people to uh, maybe do something that they that they wouldn't want to do. You know, everybody no, they're forcing people to be classy, <sighs> show a little class. Not really, for this once. guy's got crumpled leg. Oh, That's not crumpled classy. leg. Yeah, yeah. He, might, he might as well be able to dress nicely in something nicely. that he owns that fits him. Rather, they're than trying to that. weed out the riffraff, is what they're That's doing. True. Yeah, exactly. You can't find a way to, this wedding, to put on a tux. This, for this, wedding, was, this wedding was at the Commandant's house. I'll have oh. you know. So I don't think the Commandant was, was it Commandant Lassard. I don't know from which the Police Academy series. Who's <laughs> 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 that play? Was, Wait, that... was he standing at a podium and making funny faces at some point? Because <laughs> yeah. he might have been getting a blowjob. Actually, that explains the guy who kept making signs. 
siren noises. <laughs> oh, Michael Winslow. Yeah, that was Michael Winslow. That also explains Bobcat Goldthwaite. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anything can explain Bobcat Goldthwaite. Man, Bobcat Goldthwaite was on the Sound of Young America once. Just yeah. the nicest guy. He is Great nice guy. guy. Yeah, really yeah, good guy. I've, I've met him. A really bright, funny guy. Anyway. I hear that the movie he made recently is like surprisingly good for uh, a movie made by Bobcat Goldthwaite. <laughs> yeah, for a movie, isn't it about having sex with dogs or something? It's something like that, yes. Yeah. I think I that's the premise. No of one it. has seen it clearly. Let's Sleeping stop talking Dogs about Lie. It. I want to say it was called. Yeah, I've heard good things right. too. Get him back on the uh, the sound. He's coming back. That's it. Bob Bob is back in. Good. His friends call him Bob. Bobby. Anyway, a nice Do nice I. black tie wedding. I was like, yeah, this is classy. Nice lesbian wedding with two lesbians in beautiful wedding dresses. You black get double tie the beauty. Wedding. Yeah, it was a black tie lesbian wedding. That's a real. That's interesting because my parents just went the other direction. They were at a lesbian wedding that was a camp out. It was a wedding where you were supposed to go to this like campsite and stay the whole weekend in a tent. And that's everyone was expected to do that. Matt, that's not what my wedding's going to be like. I'll tell you that right <laughs> it now. It better not be. I'm getting married later this year. I might turn gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens overnight. They sneak into your tent. Oh, you know what? Gay. That's what it was? Yeah. It was a conversion ceremony? It was interesting. Sit around the campfire telling gay stories. <laughs> I don't need to hear that. This was this nice lesbian wedding and just a super classy wedding. As I mentioned, the Commandant's House, actually in Boston, Massachusetts, mm. um, at, the, at the Naval Yard by the USS Constitution. Mm. Um, it, like this beautiful old timey house. It was black tie, super classy, with beautiful gowns. That's weird. Whole... I, I went to a rehearsal dinner right there. Well, there you go. Bob's your uncle. Maybe it was the same. Maybe it was the same lesbians. Wait a minute. Well, it was Bob involved in that skit. <laughs> often, yeah. Oftentimes, you invite a different uh, a different selection of guests to the rehearsal dinner, and then different people to the wedding. You so know, that probably who... explains why you guys missed mm. each other. I would rank the best dressed dudes at this wedding as follows. Number one would be the grandpa who uh, kept making inappropriate passes at the young women at the wedding. Um, the, I guess he, uh, many of them were lesbians, too. Um, so doubly inappropriate. But he was wearing this great uh, velvet uh, dinner jacket. That's number one. Number two, me. I was number two. No question. Number three, four, and five were these three gay guys who were a couple. Only they were a three-couple or a three-pull. I didn't know that existed. I didn't know I it existed does. either until I <laughs> it bet probably these doesn't. guys. Jesse just made that up. Not a thing. They're a thriple or a threeple. These three I heard guys it pronounced both ways. A thruple or a threeple. No, they love together. They share a home. <laughs> do they all have sex at the same time or do they pair off? That I didn't, I didn't get into that with them, but I'm going to say they probably do both. I think they do both. I think they both have sex at the same time and pair off. I guess I have heard of that with... Uh, different with like two girls and a guy yeah maybe two sure they're polyamorous <laughs> two guys in a pizza place <laughs> <laughs> two guys in a pair of pizza pants like <laughs> two guys a girl Get out on that! and a pizza pants oh we'll be back in just a second on jordan jessica Jordan, Jesse, go. I am Jesse. Jordan. With us, Matt and Jimmy from the uh, Jimmy podcast, Never Not Funny. Hi, what? Can't be right. I, I really... <laughs> I can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations, guys, on passing a million downloads. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah. And congratulations on uh, putting something up for sale on the internet that has actually sold some. Doing very well with the... the season one downloads of Never Not Funny, which I, rec- I recommend uh, unreservedly. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, it's um, sixty hours, over sixty hours of of entertainment for nineteen ninety nine. If you if you're interested, 
Podcast.com. That's our website. where you can find it. I am proud to have been a subscriber since episode one. Yeah. You're one of the reasons we got into this. You, uh, you were really? one of the guys that was uh, supportive of this. I, well, I, 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 definitely, uh, I definitely supported it. It's a great idea, you, and it's you a great helped podcast. Us out. You helped me out personally uh, a lot with just uh, technical stuff. I didn't know what I was doing when we started. So. Well, I wouldn't have known to buy this uh, $9 Chinese microphone <laughs> that I'm talking into right That's now. That's right. We teach each other, don't yeah, we? Yeah, exactly. We learn a lot. It's like you... You, Matt, me, and Jimmy were like a threeple or threeple. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> what am I? Just some dude who comes over? Yeah, you're a dude who comes over. Yeah. Pretty much. You don't you're, help when anybody. Two, when I think two, you're, when two dudes have paired off for sex and the other dude wants to have sex. You're the pizza place. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, I, we're, we're coming to the close of the Jordan Jesse Go program. No special action items this week. Um, we're going to get back. We've got so many calls lined up and stuff like that, but we just didn't have time since between coming back from vacation and recording this to go through them and, and run them out there. So we're going to save them for next week. And... Uh, you know the number, 206-984-4FUN. The number to call, 206-984-4FUN. If you have emails about the program, you can email jjgo at maximumfun.org. And, uh, of course, all the, regular, um, all the regular action items apply. If something amazing happens in your life, call us right away and tell us about it, preferably as it's happening. Uh, number two, if you have a dispute for Judge John Hodgman, who, by the way, solved a dispute on the website recently. He was going to come on the show, but uh, then he got his horrible sinus infection, so he couldn't talk. Great. Well, I promise. people will want to check that out on the internet. Jordan, you're ruining my, my promo. What? I'm telling people to check it out on the internet. Okay. And, of course, you can check out the uh, Never Not Funny podcast either by searching for Never Not Funny in the iTunes or going to pardcast.com, spelled like Jimmy Pardo, P-A-R-D-C-A-S-T. And, of course, Matt is also the... Uh, king of his own uh, internet comedy empire, yes. AspecialThing.com, uh, featuring uh, a Special Thing Records, where you can get the best of uh, Never Not Funny Season 1 and uh, Jimmy Pardo's Pompous Clown and many other uh, great and hilarious compact discs. You guys got any big uh, celebrity guests coming up people might like to look out for? Boy, no. do we not. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what we're doing next week. We never know what's going on. We kind of do our show a little haphazardly. Where, you know, we, uh, I have a baby... And yeah. Matt has a life himself, so uh, scheduling is uh, very haphazard. Well, sure. on that note, any predictions as to who it might be? <laughs> We've been trying to get Maybe Maria Tony, Bamford. Tony Randall? Burgess Meredith? <laughs> oh, Al Roker? Maria Bamford was supposed to be on a, a <laughs> couple months ago and didn't show up, and then we had a very funny phone call with her in the middle of the show that she didn't make it to, but we're trying to get her back at some point. Get the You might on. still be mad at her. I don't know if you're ready, ready for She's that. out! Okay. <laughs> you got Paul F. Tompkins on just recently, just this past week. Yes. He's he's America's number one podcast guest. You Did you so? know that? I would say yes. Wow. I, he he does make the rounds. That is true. I, I mean, he's not. The, I'm not. I'm not just arguing that he does the most podcast guest spots. No, you're saying he's, he's number the one. Best I'm just saying if you're going to get somebody on your podcast, you have a podcast. You need somebody to come on it and make it better. Well, you know, I do a live uh, talk show as well here in Los Angeles, and Paul is always a go-to. Yeah. Uh, Paul and Greg Barrent are my go-to guys who... Hard you, to fuck up with those guys. You, they're they're going to bring gold every single time. You know, Greg Barrent, speaking of people who uh, didn't show up for interviews, Greg Barrent once canceled an interview with me at the, just the very last minute. And I was kind of pissed, and this was the first time he'd ever been on the Sound of Young America. This was a number of years ago. And then uh, I talked to his publicist or something the next day, and he's like, and she was like, so sorry Greg had to cancel on you. Um, he had to go do Oprah. 
And I was like, oh, <laughs> it was the first time he went on Oprah. It made him a very made rich a, and successful man. Um, so really, that's a that's one where I'm not really in a position to complain about and that. Greg is such a nice human being. It, it probably yeah. bothered him that he had to cancel it, on you. He he sent me an email like, when can we reschedule? I'm so sorry. He was, yeah. And by that time, he was already selling a million copies of his uh, relationship book. Right. That he wrote. That a comedian wrote. Yeah. And <laughs> was really, really successful with for some reason. Um, not that he wouldn't be successful, just relationship book. He's a comedian. There you go. Anyway. He, he wrote for Sex and the City. Let's, let's, don't act like you don't know what happened. He was a writer on Sex and the City, and he wrote it with another writer from that show. And What's Sex and the City? <laughs> He's still a comedian who wrote a book. funny book on relationships that many people, took including seriously. Oprah, took seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Maybe Greg's going to have to go on there and apologize. <laughs> well, uh, Jimmy's allergic to my dog, yes, so we better go. Uh, we'll see you next week on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Bye.